What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 146 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And today we have got another I Am a Hardscaper roundtable rally. We bring back returning guests from the I Am a Hardscaper series that have been through the initial interview and the roundtable. And today we discuss struggles in our businesses as we start this spring rush. I thought this was a really important episode to get into. And we discuss things that we're going through in our businesses that we're experiencing right now, whether that be labor issues or prices increasing or just leads coming into the business. It does take a little bit more of a pessimistic tone, but I do feel that this is important to talk about to let everyone know that no matter where you're at in your business, you're still experiencing some sort of struggle. And really the only way through it is just to push on, find solutions and work forward. So we definitely take a more positive tone by the end of this episode. But I hope this really helps you relate to different issues that you may be struggling with in your business as we get going into the season. And if you need bookkeeping, CFO services or accountants to help you out that are specialized in the hardscape and landscape industry, check out CycleCPA at Cycle cyclecpa.com and mention how to hardscape for $200 off that's cyclecpa.com we'll talk about them more later in this episode and without further ado let's get into this and before we get into this episode there are some swears that are said throughout this episode so just to give you a warning about that what's happening hardscapers today we're joined by another five returning guests thank you so much guys for coming back on for another roundtable rally we've got chad from natural design landscapes matt from hardscape ottawa mike from elevate outdoor living uh mike from paver king as well and antonio from zeppas guys thank you so much for joining us here today once again and i just wanted to talk about a struggle or multiple struggles that you're experiencing in your business at any time as we start the season spring rushes upon us and just to kind of get the conversation started i'll put mine out there obviously uh, there's many more struggles than just one in probably all of our businesses especially what we're dealing with was price increases and we can maybe touch on that a little bit later but uh and labor is always a thing as well but just personally right now and i don't know if you guys are seeing this and it's not a huge struggle because i'm so booked out into the season that it's not so much of a concern right now but i have seen a decline in leads coming in to my business compared to last year where i was at but obviously last year was such a an amazing year and the year before that but I see a very small percentage of my leads being brand new leads, whereas a major majority of my leads are leads that have contacted me in the past two years and are going ahead with their projects now. I don't know if you've seen this problem, but I haven't had this much of a disparity between those two. Uh, like I said, it's not so much of a huge struggle because of where I'm booked out in my business, but just to open the conversation a bit, what are you guys seeing in your marketing? Are you even actively marketing or what does that look like in your business in terms of worrying about those new leads coming in? Mike, I've, I've actually experienced, uh, I started the, the same thing as you, where a lot of the leads that have been coming in lately, and, and I kind of spoke through and asked some questions of one of them today of just, you know, basically where, where their head's at and where their mindset is at. And it's sort of like they, they figure, okay, the pandemic is over now. So now everyone, because they're so busy over the pandemic, they couldn't get anyone to do the work. Well, that's over now. So now they should be able to just call up in the spring and get it done uh, in May sort of thing. Um, and uh, aren't liking the, uh, the same answer as what you're given, where, you know, a lot of the people of projects that we're doing this year, we were talking to this time last year. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically it, uh, I've found that, yeah, a lot of the leads are kind of like, oh, you can't do it right now. Like, never mind, then I'll find someone who can. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone else is experiencing that same thing. I feel like we're kind of going into a, uh, big storm, so to speak of, you know, pandemics over, people are going to start putting their money, maybe more into travel, uh, as opposed to maybe their outdoor living spaces, or maybe this is just like a, a small little blip that we're experiencing as we start the season. And then we're going to get into like a major storm of leads coming in, uh, so to speak. But if anybody else has any other insight in their own businesses about this, about kind of new fresh leads coming into the businesses, kind of dropping off a little bit, or if you have another struggle that you want to talk about, uh, the floor is open to you. I think for us, you know, we never have had a lot of leads ever come in because I do as little marketing as absolutely pot. Like I do zero marketing. So I think that the difference is some of the leads we're getting this year are like front walkways and not huge jobs. 
which I'm fine with. I don't, they all pay the same if you price them right. So there's no bad job. There's only a bad price. But like, I think that like some of these like epic projects we were getting called for the last couple of years that the leads are just different. They're not the same. They're, I guess they're more of a traditional base of what we usually would see. They're not like, I want to spend 400 grand on my back. It's more of a, you know, like I'm trying to renovate my front walkway and, you know, there's still great jobs. They're just not the same kind of like epic things that maybe we were seeing the last couple of years. I, you know, I, if that's a struggle, then, you know, whatever. I think that maybe that's, what's well, more of that to come, you know, like I'm old. So in 2007 and 2008, I used to do 140 walkways a year to survive, you know, because that's all there was, but maybe that's the sort of what's leading into the next couple of years. So, you know, everyone's going to have to maybe grind harder and do more jobs than they want to do. And maybe, I don't know, that's sort of my impression of it. Um, I can't really comment too much. I don't answer my phone. I haven't answered my phone in two years. Whenever, like <laughs> I screen everything. Like it, if you call natural design, don't expect to talk to me unless your number is already in my speed dial. Right. So um, for us, uh, we're still getting a lot of calls and stuff. Um, but I, again, maybe I'm just jaded and getting old or something, but, um, at this point now there's so much coming in. I don't want to do an estimate for free. I think I put out a post there, um, yesterday or something. Um, we're not going to do free consults anymore. Um, and I spoke to, to Matt this morning, actually, um, People are asking us to come out and uh, give them some ideas and stuff like that. Um, I'm not in the business of giving out ideas anymore. You know, I think um, there's a fine line between consulting and customer service. And at this stage, after I put in 15, 20 years of my landscape expertise, um, I'm not so willing to give out ideas for free because it took me so long to sculpt them to be the right ideas to begin with. And I don't mean to sound arrogant or anything. It's just, man, <laughs> the estimates eat up so much time that I just don't have time to do them all. Yeah. We, uh, we've done a good push in marketing, you know, um, I mean, obviously coming off of winter, it's, it's still kind of dragging, dragging on here in Michigan, you know, the weather's still kind of crummy, but, you know, we did a big push. Um, you know, we do a lot of direct mail and last year, like our season was full. The first round of direct mail we did. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. The, the response rate, um, this year I'm like expecting, you know, these leads to come in and, and expecting kind of the same thing as last year. There's definitely a, a, a more of a slower turn to it you know, and it's just not as quick as what it was. And so I think people are maybe thinking about it a little bit more. They're just thinking about, you know, maybe some other projects, um, that aren't, aren't in the outdoor space, but, uh, and then same thing we do, you know, some, some Facebook stuff, but haven't seen a big rush, you know, like a spring rush yet. Um, and of course, I mean, we're, we're booked out plenty fine and, and I've kind of put up some barriers, like a lot of you guys just, we want to push everyone through our website. So, you know, if we see the website leads come in, I'm kind of the same way. Like we're not answering our phones uh, or at least I'm not, I have someone else do that, but um, we, we want to push them through our whole process and have them kind of vet themselves before we get to it. So I just think it's partially that we just haven't found the right people yet that, that are willing to kind of jump through our hoops in order for us to work together. So, yeah. I like that mentality. Make them jump through your hoops to to have them work for you. I think it's uh, well deserved after so many years in business. Absolutely, Scheller. I know you're booked out for I think the rest of the year, and then even into next year, you've got some projects that you're designing, working on, trying to close there. Have you seen more leads coming in uh, to your business in terms of where you're at uh, in in comparison to previous years? Um, well, last year was my previous year right. and, uh, we got, <laughs> we got booked out kind of quickly there with some projects, but, um, I, yeah, it's, it's really strange, um, because of the way I, I guess, yeah. because I don't market and I don't 
like advertise that we're looking for work. I don't really get a lot of leads. I I had two or three the last few days that I've just told them, no, we can't, we can't help you. That's not the type of project we do. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've actually decided this week uh, based on some, I think we're closing the project tonight, but uh, I think it's going to be fall before I even do consultations because I can't do the pricing. Uh, it doesn't make sense for me to price a project for May of next year. I think I think we're pretty much we we sold a, a pool for next year uh, at the end of last year on a new home construction. So that's my first job next year. So I'm booking around that, and that may you know it may vary with how the builder goes or whatever. But um, basically, I don't want to take on any more projects where I have to quote them with pricing. I have no idea. So. Um, I mean, I could probably give a ballpark, but if they want to get on the list, we could probably do some kind of retainer or something. I, I don't really even know. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out in my head how to how to actually work this because we basically have uh, three to four more projects sold for this year that are basically just like the one we're doing now. So it's it's I can't take on any more work without finding a lot of help, and I can't find help. So uh, so that's where I'm. <laughs> that's where the challenge is. So. Um, we just had, I just had a meeting with my accountant. They're taking on more of my bookkeeping and administrative stuff to help me not have to worry as much about trying to get in the office and do all that stuff. And if I don't have to do meetings and consultations and estimates, that's going to free up more time for production. And that's what I really need to get done now. So if that answers your question, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, I mean, any... it's a challenge both ways, you know, trying to manage Definitely. it all. Definitely. Yeah. And like I said, not a huge struggle to really go through being that we've gone through two really amazing years. And uh, I'm sure most of us here are really booked out uh, for at least a lot of this year. But how about other struggles that you're experiencing right now in your business in terms of maybe price increases, uh, you know, getting equipment's still a struggle, uh, materials. I've heard some things going up quite a bit of in terms of percentage. Uh, that's still to be expected. And, uh, you know, how are you handling these things? Is this even a struggle with your, you and your business? Or do you just move forward and uh, kind of have it in your contract and have an understanding with certain clients that, uh, you know, prices can increase and they'll be reflected in the quote uh, or just other struggles in general? What are you guys going through right now is uh, spring rush is upon us. Um. I was going to say one, one for us is, uh, equipment, you know, was one of them. So we've, we ordered a machine last year in September, you know, just well thought out planned, you know, it's going to be here beginning of March. Awesome. Kind of forgot about it and, you know, checked up on it in January, still March, um, you know, end of January. And then it moved back to, you know, beginning of May, checked at the end of February now it's end of July and I'm going, Oh crap. And, uh, so, you know, that, that was kind of the situation that, that I've been recently working through. And, um, my equipment dealer had a couple machines and I, I demoed them out and he actually had the two available. And so like one big thing for me was like the, the price jump in, in the machine that we were going to order a, a, a full size stand on, you know, so a $60,000 machine, and now I'm looking at $90,000 machines. So that, that price increase just in machine, you know, I, I really had to think about it. I was comfortable at the 60. Now I really, really got to like put pen to paper and see if the numbers make sense. And, and, you know, after running the numbers on leasing, <laughs> renting and buying, um, we did end up, you know, pulling the trigger on, on a machine. But, you know, I think the big thing is just really thinking about it. Um, and thinking about if it, if it makes sense, especially with, you know, what the future has in store for us. And, and it's kind of unknown, but, um, you know, I, I did have to jump on, you know, we needed a full-size machine, but it sucked because it felt like a pressure situation almost, you know, like I had to make a decision. Definitely. Oh, and right, right, right now on equipment, you have to make, or if you find a truck or a machine, you like, you have to decide like right now, you know, or it's gone. Right somebody else will take it so yeah it does put a lot of pressure definitely uh paper king what were you gonna say 
I, I think that I don't know about everyone in the group, but like we we run four big trucks, like two Triox, two uh, bin trucks, and so for a couple of weeks, fuel was a challenge. You know, I knew we were going to get punched in the face as soon as the fuel went up, and then it would sort itself out. So for a couple of weeks, we just sort of waited it. Now we like a couple of our big clients are doing fuel surcharges. Our biggest client, I split the cost. It costs basically it costs ten dollars an hour more per truck to run them there's four so it's forty dollars an hour more for us every hour of every day so it's four hundred dollars more a day we spend in fuel um which is two thousand bucks a week ten thousand dollars a month so you know to recover that for us was a challenge so for a couple weeks i think we probably just you know i won't i won't use those weeks if i'm applying for fucking bank loan but (laughs) you know i think that it did start to sort itself out with Got, you know, we put up our rates a bit and a lot of our bin clients called us and understood that it's not, we're not making extra money because they're, they're the same problems they're having, um, with the fuel. So it, the fuel I think is for us kind of getting in check, but for a couple of weeks there, it was a bit of a, a bit of a challenge until everyone figured out how they were going to handle it. Um, but for us, that start of that month was a probably not our best month ever, but you know, up and down that's the way it goes so it is what it is um, actually i saw someone had uh, created a spreadsheet the other day where it basically running a truck at 105 dollars an hour was a, a losing endeavor over the course of the year um so you'd need to be above that uh, basically to make any money uh well it depends on how you like this is a landscaping thing it's not a trucking thing i know but it depends on that's like someone doing really easy math and like not actually probably being in the business but you know, if you own a bunch of trucks, you have to find a way to get those trucks paid to have them not rolling Mm. if you want money in trucking. So like I endeavor to find ways for our trucks to be parked doing nothing and getting paid or working for people where they're only hauling a quarter of a load or like trucking is like, if you want to just run your truck full all day at 105 bucks an hour, you're going to go broke. I agree, but you got to, it's more, you have to be more creative than that, I guess, which is for everyone with the fuel. Like yeah. I know one guy who sent a letter to all his clients and he's, he's, you know, any, any projects he bid in 2021, he's, uh, he's charging them a fuel surcharge for every day he's on their project. Any projects he closed in 2021, he's charging a $60 fuel surcharge. Cause that's what it's costing him every day to extra to be there, which, you know, I think that's pretty ballsy props to him. No one, no one, as far as I know, last time I talked to him, no one canceled their project over it. So, um, but it wasn't, it was a challenge for us. Like trucking, trucking is always a challenge. You either got to love it and you got to love the trucks or you can't do it. So <laughs> it, it's not something that I rec- like if you don't love big trucks, I don't recommend anyone get into it. That's not, you got to love it. Fair enough. And I guess knowing your numbers on that is such a crucial thing. Obviously, Mike, you've got that, you know, down to science there per day, per week, per month. Wife, you know that. I disagree with you, Mike, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I absolutely got it down to a science. <laughs> and uh, Chad, you were you were going to say something there as well. What, uh, yeah. what did you have on your mind? Um. Well, just to play off that, I think we got all our numbers dialed in again. Um, I put out some uh, some feelers on Instagram and uh, to try and find out where everybody is as far as price increases and stuff like that. Um, I think that's dialed in for the most part. Clients are receptive to it. Honestly, it hasn't been a problem getting the work. We've always had the work and we'll make it work. <laughs> um, it's just... Um, what was I gonna say? Great. <laughs> okay, go see mama. Go see mama. Go. Um, it's uh, the biggest thing for us is time. I overbooked myself again. Like I say, I'll never do every season. Um, we're double booked. Uh, clients are adding more onto jobs that we're already on. Um, so like extra weeks of work that shouldn't be there, and we're supposed to be moving on to the next one. And that's that's going to be the trickiest part if we could buy time um that would be phenomenal like i'd pay money to have more time in the season um so the biggest thing i mean that can sort of maybe be solved with manpower but 
Um, we have a crew of seven plus three new guys. So I'm not sure how much we can speed up our productivity that way. Um, yeah, the biggest thing for us is time, not money, which is, uh, I guess, not a terrible problem to have. Mm-hmm. Could be both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're we're trying to communicate really well, as, you know, with being booked out so far and on larger projects and a lot of materials or things to purchase, which is mostly tools or pavers or uh you know, outdoor kitchen stuff or plumbing. So we, I've just been communicating with our clients. Um, and sometimes we'll get a price increase with no notice. And sometimes we'll get a price increase with notice. Uh, the pools are usually with notice. So we can, what I'll do is I'll call my clients and say, Hey, price is going up. If you want to stay where you are, I'll go ahead and take, you know, we've already ordered the pool, but I'll take your, I'll take your pool draw. Now we can put, we can hold the pool price if we pay for it in full. That's how my my manufacturer has been working with us. So, um, so that that's and all of them take advantage of that. Uh, so they don't want to see any increase uh, on that part if they can control it. Um, so we've been taking smaller deposits, but then we'll just communicate along the process, uh, and and we just uh, we we're basically buying all of our. I, I just got quotes today for plumbing, so we're gonna pre-buy all the plumbing for every job, all the pool equipment for every job, but the pool equipment's delivered with our pools in our situation. So uh, we don't have to store that. Um, pavers, we can typically lock in with an order. We don't have to pay up front necessarily. Same with plants usually. Um, so just, we're like, we're just getting the things. Well, like since we have the shop now, it makes it a little easier to store um, kind of the bulk products that we need and that we're gonna need all year. Uh, so we're just trying to approach it in a way that we're communicating with the client. We're also pre-buying, trying to hold pricing. And then I just revisited my budget and visited with my accountant today. And we kind of revamped our, our stuff to make sure that we're, you know, covered for now. Anyway, so yeah. we're, we're just, uh, you just, I think the important thing is, is to just keep lines of communication open with the jobs you sold and then make sure that on the jobs you're fitting that you're, you know, looking at your side and your numbers and what it's going to take to make the next estimate work. So I guess that would be my, my take on that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing, knowing how your vendors, uh, you know, work and, and having a good relationship is, you know, now's the time to have that sort of thing in place. Antonio, I don't know if you're there, but I'll ask you next, but Matt, uh, any, any, str- anything that you're uh, struggling with at the beginning of the season as we get into things here? Yeah. I mean, no, no struggles. Um, more just uh, everything is happening way too fast all the time and there's never enough time like Chad was saying you know it's uh, you sit down and plan to get something done I've had instances where I started a quota at like 11 a.m on a Wednesday and finished it at noon on Friday and worked 12 hour days all through and just didn't uh, didn't manage to touch that again sort of thing so it's uh, yeah just trying to get everything in line um, you know we're, we're pretty big lofty goals for our uh, gross revenue this year and uh, that should uh, result in a lofty net revenue as well, hopefully. So it, uh, yeah, it's it's all just uh, trying to catch up with that. We had, you know, especially kind of relating back to um, what what you're looking with the uh, um, kind of like price increases and stuff like that. Is a lot of our projects are people that we were talking to last year, the people that we worked through, like up to like V six of design through with on things, um, and now finally we have our budget together now that we received our price lists uh, kind of middle to end of February and it's uh, been uh, we've got quite a backlog of people that we're working out all the contracts with and everything for uh, the end of this year and into 23 but it uh, yeah lots lots on the go here season will be starting up in a week or two as well so that's just trying to get all this stuff done on time is really the biggest struggle yeah no uh, absolutely especially (laughs) with uh, the start of the season I just want to take a moment to talk about Cycle CPA right now. In your business, you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month, but instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape and hardscape industry benchmarking 
job costing, super important. Financials by service line, advisory meetings, and so much more. Cycle CPA's team of accountants can do anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. And they're specialized within the hardscape and landscape industry. So if you want somebody to take care of your numbers to help you through that process so that you're not coming home late at night after a day on the job site and having to do this, visit CycleCPA.com and for $200 off, mention the How to Hardscape podcast. Now back to our episode. You know, I think it's uh, I think it's important to note, like with all these struggles, you know, you, you just got to really work through them. And, and with price increases, uh, I haven't had a client yet that I've given a quote last year and that I had a an expiry on that quote where I've said, hey, like you're coming to me this year, you want to go ahead with it. But you know what? The everything is an increase in price. This quote's going to increase in price. Are you going to be okay with going ahead with this if it's this price? Uh, I haven't had a no. So, I mean, as long as you got your ducks in a row and you kind of go about it uh, a certain way and, you know, it's it's everybody's dealing with price increases. It's not a huge thing to have to move through. Obviously, there may be some struggles. Uh, as, you know, Mike, you said from Paver King there with gas and how you had to move through those first couple of weeks. But uh, eventually, you know, you get through it or uh, or I don't know, you don't or however that works in your business. Yeah. Just make sure you're not the one paying it. You know, yes. that's the thing is like that you're you're. Uh, including your customer and those expenses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those for, for, to, to, like just directly combat any sort of unforeseen price increases and stuff. There's a clause in our contract that basically states that, you know, if we have uh, through proof of we had a dated price list, so we make sure to really stay on top of that. We have a folder in our drive of just, you know, here's all the price lists of when we use them and try and stay up to date on those. And then, you know, it comes time to pay for these materials. It's just is what it is. If it's if it's increased more than five percent, then we're entitled to the the difference in that uh, immediately. Uh, we have it worded so we're not like profiting off them and uh, making more money off that, but it's the difference in the raw materials price. So it's irrelevant what our markup was on it. It's like look, we had a price list it was for this much. It's now gone up this much. That's the difference. You pay that sort of thing. So it's uh, we've got that there. Um, luckily though, like while stuff is unstable it's not that unstable like paver materials are mostly locked in for the year which is the majority of what we're doing for products out the door wood is really like the big thing but uh, it's just something to kind of explore at the time and go from there wood and uh, pvc can be a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's been a little wild too i mean for for us for residential stuff i mean if the client's not paying their material in full um when they sign up for the job then we're not taking the job it's just to just to just take that variable out of the whole thing right there um you're either paying the price that we quoted you for your material or we don't need the headache of dealing with your job plus they're not going to hold the material and if it's not prepaid from our retailer at least um you're not going to get it so uh it sort of makes things easy for us and uh i don't mind it because it's one less thing to worry about after the materials paid right yeah you come to the big city your suppliers love you and we'll just bring in stock for you and you pay when it goes out their door uh, well i mean that's how i work i just put an order in yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean they'll hold stuff for me and stuff, but it's not worth it to to not have the client they should be able to afford their own material right like sure but now you're you're divulging your labor rates which then uh, up arguments which is fine i mean i'm not trying to hide anything in business oh, right sure. like uh i'll be transparent people, people can't understand um, how how you know you have to charge out a hundred dollars an hour in order to be able to able to pay someone 25 sort of thing right well, that's a deal if it's $100 an hour. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it too, right? You're right about that. No, um, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I completely don't mind. I'll share my rates with almost anyone, right? It's, you have to be able to do what we do, right? Um, there's a skill associated with it, right? Like you can have whatever hourly rates you want, but unless you have the skill to back it up or the speed to back it up, right? Because it's not just, uh, there's a lot of variables that come into an hourly rate, right? Like I can build a wall twice as fast as the next guy, or I can lay twice as many papers in an hour as the next guy, right? Like 
and straighter and and that's that's, that's how it's like if, if we all ran appropriate budgets for our business that's how we would win projects is by being more efficient unfortunately that's not the state of the marketplace right now and people just yeah. haven't ran budgets and don't charge enough but it's uh yeah basically that's what it, you're absolutely right chad is that it's like efficiency is what should be the difference between contractor a b or c having the better price on the job and that's basically it everything else should i was be in yeah i was in a meeting this morning with a contractor that we work as a builder and um he was saying oh my buddy is gonna get you back to do his and my brother's not sure yet it's either you or this guy and i said well honestly i won't be offended <laughs> if it's the other guy and then the client goes on to say yeah but it took him six weeks to do a uh one week job and I know you'll do it in five days of that week job. Right. Um, so, I mean, are we apples to apples? Uh, I don't know. Are we hourly to hourly? I don't know. It's a, uh, there's more to it than um, maybe a dollar value or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I Efficiency is good. And I think it definitely affects on everything, but you can be the most efficient person in the world, but if your overhead is completely out of control, it doesn't matter. That too. Like, like I'm just like I agree that efficiency definitely will dictate pricing in the market, and you could be low and get the job, but you could also be low because you don't drive ten Denali's. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I'm just saying, like I don't have any Denali's. I have no Denali's. Like, <laughs> you know, like so, you know, my my overhead is probably lower than the guy with thirty Denali's. You know. I don't how, how many Denali's does Chad have is the question. I have I zero. I will never drive a GM. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I have it's one GM with our water truck, and you I don't have a license horn. for it. That's what it is. What's that? The Longhorn edition in the Ram. That's what you Yeah, got. that's it. Yeah. I spoiled myself there. I spoiled myself. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. I don't know. We, uh, our numbers work for us, right? Um, could another company jump into my books and take over and do completely the same. Maybe they could do better. I don't know. Right. But, uh, I'm still here 12 years later. Uh, we seem to show some growth. The books look good. The bank likes the way it looks. So, um, I'm happy. I'm not eating Frank and beans every night. So, so I never okay. just on them cause they're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like, as I said, like, it's, it's basically like if we all had the exact same bills and we all ran the appropriate budget on it, then sure, there's absolutely different variations. Like if your overhead is out of control, but if you were extra, extra efficient, then you could just happily have the knowledge and not even think about it too. So there's okay. you get the knowledge. <laughs> exactly. I, I think I touched on this in the group. Um, everybody's or it seems like a lot of contractors are out buying everything. They're buying like three new shovels and they're painting them all fancy colors. And Hey, we got four new trucks and all this. Um, nobody seems afraid, right? Like we talked earlier about how maybe the phone isn't ringing the same as it was before. Um, but everybody clients and well, contractors for sure are still spending money. Like I, I want to sort of see what's in, these guys brains are in their thought process. Like I understand you need the machine this year. Are you not afraid if you're going to need it next year or the year after? Um, because you're still going to have that in your overhead and maybe you won't have to work for it. Like that's what scares me the most about this whole situation, the whole post COVID wave maybe falling out and stuff. I'm, I'm, that's what scares me a bit. I think like when, when I, you know, decided to pull the trigger on our machine, right? Like it's a big, it's a big decision. You know, we try and limit our liabilities. And so we also looked at, you know, not just what a machine would cost us to either rent, buy or lease, but we also looked at what liabilities do we already have, you know, and said, okay, this year, you know, can we accelerate these and pay these off? And, you know, we, we looked at them and we're like, we could drop two payments in the next, you know, four months with, with, you know, the income just that we have on the books, you know? And so we're, we're kind of 
preparing for that, you know, and, and thinking, thinking ahead of like, you know, it's, yeah. it's just not, can you afford the payment now? But it's, you know, yeah, you got to just plan for the future. Yeah. You know, and I think just, I, there's so many guys that just get caught up in the here and now, you know, and, and, uh, I was not, um, I just started my business in 2008 and I was just a young punk ass in high school. So I didn't pay attention to it, but you know, you hear so many people talk about, you know, this, this bubble that burst. And I guess where I want to be is I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm taken care of. And, and I know my number of what I need to be comfortable. Yeah. I know it, you know, I, I can, I can survive for, you know, however many months on this much money. I know that number and that's important. You know, so it is long, it's the big thing is just, you know, is knowing why you're doing, why you're making these decisions, you know, and how, how they're going to affect you for the future. Yeah. What, one thing I'd kind of like to jump in here with is that this conversation has been particularly pessimistic. And <laughs> the reality is that I don't think that the outdoor living space industry is just going to disappear overnight. There's tons of houses going up. There's tons of people that want that extension to their living space. There's tons of people that want to have that staycation experience. It's not going anywhere. We maybe have a little bit of a lull right now, but I think it's because a lot of those people that do respect and understand what that is also understand and respect that. Yeah. Like everybody's pretty swamped and they've already talked to us and they'd never expected to get it done this year you know or you know those people are maybe waiting and just saying okay well you know wait till next year if they haven't contacted us already sort of thing so i think that our like our industry is in a fantastic place i know for a fact that this region went through double the amount of pavers in 2022 versus 2019 so it's like people talk about a lot about material shortages and well, and it's like, well, wait a minute, like the manufacturers actually pumped twice the amount of product into the marketplace in that period. So like, were we short? Like, no, they're doing double what they were doing before. Um, and, and that is a fantastic sign of where our industry is at. Like, it's not something that, you know, there's a lot of, I feel like, as I said, there's, there's a lot of dooms saying right now. And it's, I don't really think that that's where our industry is at. It's absolutely, we need to be cautious moving forward myself as well. I've, you know, I've got my machines for the next little bit. We're going to wait another year or two before we get invest in any more of that likely. Um, but that said, like our industry is in a pretty great spot right now. And it's not just going to all overnight disappear either. And it's not uh, a light switch. It doesn't, it doesn't turn off like a light switch. Well, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I think uh, from my time in 2008, I think um, we had pretty good crash. And it uh, actually started my business, my former business in 2008 also. And I, I didn't, when you're starting out, you don't sometimes realize it, but what, what I focused on was, you know, people that wanted to invest in their homes and, and um, that seemed like if the market was down, they were investing in their houses because that's, they felt like they would get the return there. Yeah. So we, um, so I think if your client base is right and the type of projects you do, you'll, you'll keep finding the people that have, the resources to still accomplish it may not be to the level that we've seen or the extravagance that we've seen but the people that usually have the resources usually still have the resources so if you're targeting the right um clientele and then if you have to fill in with some other you know i've i've done carpentry and stuff so i was finishing basements and remodeling bathrooms and and all kinds of stuff in, in that time because it was I would take what we could get, but it, at the same time I didn't really want for work because I, of the way I was like I didn't approach any new home builders or anything like that. But there is still yeah a lot of new homes being built and that doesn't seem to be uh, going away. So I, I think I think Matt I think you hit on a good point. I think people are calling around and nobody can get to them, you know, and it's it's probably frustrating to, to a lot of people. Or they don't want to wait six and yeah. 12 months to get it done. So we are in a good spot, I think, too. So but I, I kind of went crazy. I mean, I'll, I'm an open book, so I, I have debt on equipment and stuff and trucks. But right this year, I've pretty much kind of I, I bought a like a, a new compactor to just help us be more efficient, a bigger one. But um, I'm trying to, to, to limit I think I'm in a really good spot for what we need and what, how we're set up. So I'm going to ride with what we're doing right now and uh, 
and see how that goes. So and try to get get other things paid down or pay cash for whatever we need next or whatever. So we're trying to trying to now that we're kind of set up, we're trying to roll with the with the setup that we have, and I think it's a pretty good one. So. I uh, I think that you know I've been doing this like thirty year I don't know thirty years now whatever. I think that the last couple of years it's been uh, the sales part of it has been easy. I think there's tons of leads and people don't want to wait. And anyone on the planet that says they own a shovel could sell any job they want. And uh, I think that more than likely it's going to get harder to close jobs and it's going to matter that you know how to sell. And, you know, for me, I don't, I'm good with that. I sold when it was the worst time ever. I sold a hundred jobs a year at $2,000 a job to survive. Um, but like, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm doesn't bother me. I'd like to see some of the, you know, the people who are just bounced in the industry because it was, uh, you know, easy to make, easy to sell a job and, and make a quick buck to get bounced out. That doesn't bother me at all. You know, I, I could care. All of, all of the jobs sitting here waiting for them. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, yeah, I, we could use the help. <laughs> yeah. As soon as like, and I don't mean, I know that everyone struggles with business, so I, I don't want to even take it the wrong way, but like, Landscaping has been easy for the last two years. You can sell as much jobs as you want. You can price it as high as you want. You can screw up as many times as you want. And people just keep paying and paying and paying and rescuing you from all your problems and saving you because you're making moronic decisions. And like, but I think that, you know, in the next couple of years that that level of people just being willing to pay, I'm getting, you know, more serious questions than I got in the last two years about th- things and stuff people aren't just willing to accept anything and i think that's great because i you know these people who are moronically screwing up everything aren't helping in the end and everyone's right like i you know maybe it's a lot of those people are better suited being a landscape foreman not a landscape owner and you know it might stimulate them back into the industry so like and into a different role in the industry um you know i don't know that's just my opinion on it that you know it's been i don't I'm not saying that minimizing anyone's effort, but it's been pretty easy to be a landscaper the last two years compared to a lot of years that I did it. Um, so, you know, maybe a, a few, a few years where it's a bit harder might, uh, might clear out. Holes the herd a little bit. Mal- there you go. Call it. <laughs> Redistribute the herd. You know? Yeah. Uh, so anyways, soccer practice is over. So I'm out on that note. I hope it wasn't overtly pessimistic. <laughs> I feel like I'm happy with you. My, last, my last bit of commentary and everyone can find me on OnlyFans. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike. Yeah. Mike, you weren't too pessimistic with all the Denali talk and, uh, <laughs> and everything that you brought up there. Uh, yeah, like I don't like to try to talk as much uh, during these roundtables. I like to just hear you guys talk. But uh <clears throat> just riffing off of what Matt said there, it's, it's been an amazing two years and what this two years has brought this industry is only going to be good for the industry moving forward. Uh, outdoor living has completely changed in people's eyes. The amount of interlock being installed is only continuing to go up. Like there's so much positivity around this. And I, I just get like going back to my situation and not that I, I think it's going to change. Like, I, I think that we'll definitely see like a huge influx of leads coming in soon. And, and it's still not even a bad thing. Like I'm booked out more than I even really want to be, but, um, but I do get messages from, from guys wanting to hear more struggles because sometimes when they're struggling and they hear podcasts about everything being so good, they just can't relate to it. And they feel like they're kind of messing up somehow or something like that. And it could be that they're just new to business or they're struggling with this and that, and they just don't hear it. And this is where like, I want to have a podcast talking about struggles. It does turn into that pessimistic tone sometimes, definitely, (laughs) but it definitely adds something to, uh, you know, those going through certain struggles or seeing things and wondering, why it's not happening to somebody else. And then going back to my position, like I, I know guys that have, are being like overloaded with leads. So it's, it's not, it's not just one or the other. It's, it's definitely a, a wide variety throughout. 
I think that that's a good point. I think a lot of us are in different places in our business. Like I, I'm booked out for a year because I have me and one other guy, you know, and that's just the reality of it. If I had, you know, 10 guys, we'd probably be booked out for six months or something, you know, which that math doesn't really work out. But, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking for employees and that's a struggle, you know, uh, and finding people that have the skill or the interest or uh, even paying people that have no, no experience, offering them money I would never consider, you know, a couple of years ago. That I mean, the, the that that part's a struggle. Um, still looking for, for those right people, but um, but also like we're we're we I've decided to take on a project during the winter, thinking it'd be a good idea, and it's drug on because the weather's killed us. You know, uh, we typically have mild winters with not a lot of snow, and we had a little bit more snow than normal. Colder temperatures than normal. Deeper frost than normal. Now we're having a lot of rain. I just can't get out and we got all this work to do. So I think a lot of the struggles at the, like each company might be set up differently um, and how they operate might be different, but those, the struggles I think remain. And that is finding good people, dealing with weather, uh, price increases, how to find equipment and, uh, and, and, and all that. So yeah, it, I think that's one thing social media does is kind of puts everything, you know, very, looks very good a lot of times. So I always appreciate when people share their struggles as well. I think one thing, you know, with that, yeah, I think a lot of us go through and, and something that I, I always catch myself on, but you know, if, if you're struggling for anyone out there who, who's listening to this or, or you guys, I mean, I think it's, it's mindset. You have to be in the right mindset. You have to be in a winning mindset, a positive mindset and, you know, that's really, that's really changed like how I, I run myself every single day, you know? And, and if you're looking at the glass half empty, you know, shit's going to look half empty all the time, you know? And so if you look at the glass half full, you can bring light into any bad situation, any bad situation ever. Okay. It's how it's perspective. It's how you look at it. It's how, you know, your mind takes it. And, you know, I would challenge anyone, you know, just change your perspective, change your mindset into, man, we're going to have a badass year this year. You know, we're going to crush it. We're going to do new things. We're going to push the bar on what we can do. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge myself to get better and learn my numbers. And I'm going to challenge myself to, you know, be better at communication. We all suck at communication. We just admitted it on this podcast that we're not answering <laughs> our phones. <getting> back to <laughs> like yeah. we're all going to get better at communication. You know, we, I I'm terrible at job planning. I'll go out and admit it. I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm not good at planning out a job because what happens to all of us or a lot of us is we get on a job site and all right, let's build some shit, you know, and that's all we want to do. We just want to go. And so one of the things that, that I struggle with and that I'm going to be working on this year is planning, you know, and that's going to help us be more efficient. You know, that, that's, that's just something that it doesn't cost money. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. It's just, it's just effort. You know, it's just changing your mindset and, and focusing on what you can be doing better and, and, and what you can do differently. And that'll change your business hands down. Yeah. Hell yeah. All that. Let's go. Um, and, and it's like, yeah, to, to kind of come back, you know, like it, it's everybody's struggling. There's like every single one of us probably has some one of those GD things that I just can't absolutely believe this. And as if that didn't go that way and blah, blah, blah. If you focus on that, that's going to consume you. If you focus on, you know, like, look, yeah, this is a challenge. That's what I fucking signed up for pretty much. You know, like that's every single one of us. We didn't do this because we figured it'd be easy to do. And everybody else that's listening, same thing. You know, it's it's never going to be easy. There's all these challenges and that's kind of what really makes it enjoyable. If you let those challenges consume you, then you're going to be challenged by those. If, if it's, you know, not nah, fuck, I've got this in place. I'm trying to get this done. I'm trying to do this. I have this goal. I'm working towards that. Like it's all good, you know? And that's, uh, that's, that's basically it is, you know, it's, Sure, there's tons of struggles. We all have struggles. We wouldn't like we could go on a six hour bitch fest, just the few of us that are in here about every single fucking thing that's wrong. That's the nightmare for us to deal with. But it's uh, end of the day, like, fuck it, you know, it's uh, work through it and make some money and build some beautiful projects. I think it's it's easy to 
see everybody's success, right? Like you can post a picture of a new shovel or a beautiful job that you did, um, your five new trucks or whatever, but you're, you never see what's behind that. Right. So if some other contractors are getting discouraged, maybe they're not making it or not making it as quickly as they think they should be. Um, I didn't post right away that one of my workers flipped an a four ton excavator in the middle of the road. Um, that was a $5,000 loss that day for us. Right. Um, and you just take it on the chin and you go the next day and you make your 2000 bucks or whatever. And you, at the end of the week, you're square and you just deal with it. Right. Like there's a solution for every pro uh, problem. And, um, Mike, you were saying like, it's all about attitude. Absolutely. Like you're going to succeed if your attitude's right. Right. Like uh glass half full every day when you wake up, at least that for you, especially how much did change in your latitude, change your attitude this year? My what? My your latitude. latitude going down South. Oh, man. Buffet there. you <laughs> got, you got to get out at least twice a year. Like, I'm not a winter guy at all, but I found the winter flew by, like just being out of here. Like that's a goal of mine. And it, it almost completely changed my mentality. Um, I'm refreshed, energized, ready to go again. Grateful that I got to go uh, twice over the winter. Um, it just really aligned me for, for what's coming up this year. And I think that's really important. Hell yeah. Uh, as much as I love, absolutely love, love, love what I do. Um, it's so cool to be on a beach for a week. <laughs> uh, that's what I, I strive for. Like, that's, it's gotta be a goal at least twice a year now, every year. I've asked each and every one of you a question on the podcast, it being a horror story that you'd want to share with us. And I've heard some pretty, uh, terrible and incredible stories whenever I ask that question. But one thing remains consistent with everybody that I asked that to, and it's that mindset. It's that mindset that there's uh, only one way forward and it's, it's, you just don't dwell on it. You, you know, it's typically out of your control anyways. So why stew over it? Just move forward and get on with it. And uh, I think that's an amazing way to kind of wrap up this whole conversation in terms of that mindset shift that Mike, you brought up there, but Antonio, do you have anything else that you want to add as we kind of come down to a close here? <laughs> Sorry, man. No worries. I actually was at, Cab I was at Cabela's and I got two, uh, two of my girls in the back. So I was picking up some new boots. I was enjoying the conversation. I just wasn't participating. So I think, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off Mike, man. And, uh, you know, one, one thing we control is uh, our positivity, you know, and, and that's huge for me. Uh, I've gotten rid of more people for negative attitudes than anything out there. I've gotten, really, I've gotten rid of really, really good guys because of negative attitudes. And every day is, you know, we wake up every day is a blessing, man. And, uh, you know, we, we should all be thankful to, to be owning a business. She, she wants to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We should, we should all, you know, we should wake up every day and be thankful that we own a business, that we have employees, you know, and, and I'm just thankful for things beyond that, you know. Um, I mean, we, we're, we live in a pretty good country, you know, and uh, if you look at things going, going on across the world, you know, we're, we're in a really good state, you know, and so I think a positive atmosphere, and I know I'm in a, I know Mike through some other groups and, and just being in a group with other positive, like-minded people, you know, I think it's great. Um, and so, um, I think what Mike said was great. That's, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's a great way to the end of this round table. And, uh, we'll just go around, introduce uh, where our audience can go find you any closing comments, remarks, anything that you want to leave the conversation with as we, uh, end here. Chad, we'll start with you, Natural Design Landscapes. Where can our audience go find you and any closing comments, remarks? The best way to find me, uh, Natural Design Landscapes on Instagram, Facebook, um, whatever works for you guys, I guess. Um, ask me anything. Um, happy to help. Uh, I started small. Now I think I'm doing all right. So, uh, so yeah, just happy to help. Definitely. 
Mike, over to you. Elevate. Uh, where can our audience go find you and anything that you want to leave them with? Yeah, you guys can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram at elevate.mi. And uh, we just started YouTube. So Elevate Outdoor Living. Um, you know, anything, anything, we all started in, in you know, from the bottom, I guess. We, we, we weren't handed anything, you know, and so it can be done. It doesn't matter what stage you're at you know, it can be done. And we all have different stages that we want to get to. So, you know, just focus on your goals and what is important to you and don't focus on everybody else. We can all get lost in social media and see how glamorous it is. And, and that doesn't, that doesn't matter. There's great people on there. That is how I met every single person on this podcast here is through social media. It's, it's an amazing place to network and learn, but that's not what matters. And what matters is, you know, what is in front of you and what you're focused on. You will win at what you focus on and uh, just focus hard. You'll make it happen. Excellent. And on to Craig Scheller, Scheller Outdoor Living. Uh, Craig, closing comments, remarks, where can our audience go find you? Well, thanks for uh, having me on again. And uh, Scheller Outdoor Living on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's the beginning of the season. Um it feels like it just kept going for us because we kind of tried to plug through. Uh, but I definitely, you know, feel the, the pressure and starting to feel a little bit of uh, impatience and things like that coming. So uh, I think it's important just to like, you know, yeah, stay focused, uh, be positive. And like, I, I honestly, I try not to dwell on what's keeping me down. And I, you know, I have my, my wife to, to talk to you about those things and the, you know, some friends and other, other mentors and things that I bounce those things off of so that I can keep, you know, try to keep a positive outlook and just try to keep communication up with my guys and my customers and just try to make sure you're not um, promising anything you can't keep and just uh, and try to deliver. So I think that's important for the start of the season. Matt, Hardscape Ottawa, where can our audience go find you? Closing comments, remarks. Yeah, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all Hardscape Ottawa, hardscapeottawa.com. Um, you know, happy to curse at you about how you're not being positive any day if you want to message me on that. Um, you know, and just to kind of cycle back around of just like that, you know, you mentioned that there's a lot of guys sending you messages kind of wanting to hear about struggles and stuff is like, you know, there's everybody here and every other person that's ever tried to run a contracting business or any type of business has been through some struggles, probably a lot of the same ones as anybody listening. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really just all about your attitude about how you handle all of that and how you work through it. Cause it's, you know, you're never going to hear about everybody else's worst day ever. You're only ever going to hear about their best days. Um, but their worst days of, been just as bad maybe worse than any bad day that you'll have too so it's uh you know if you're comparing yourself against what other people are doing remember that that shit happened possibly worse to them too um if you're comparing them uh, against the the best remember that the you know maybe those worsts uh had that little bit of a payoff and maybe you just haven't dealt with your worst thing yet and that'll come and then you'll get rewarded you know yeah. um but it all kind of comes around uh, the the attitude that you bring forth from all of that is is going to be how you'll uh, you'll end up uh, with the result at the end sort of thing of either that result being positive or negative so even the bad stuff's a learning experience you know sometimes the best learning experiences and uh antonio if you're still there we'll go to you but uh before that just so you have some time mike of paver king was also on here you can follow him at paver underscore king on instagram and he's got an only fans that he's been promoting on this uh, round table that he wants more and more people to come to and see him there antonio do you, are you still there yeah i'm here man antonio where can our audience go uh, find you uh, and qu any closing comments remarks yeah on instagram our uh i think our handle is a service for every season and uh i would just say you know any anybody that's struggling to join a a group um of like-minded people or, or a coach i've always just found that to be um uh, super eye-opening and just to be able to work through you know stuff with a group of people has always helped me out so there's a lot of groups out there there's a lot of coaches out there a lot of them are very affordable, but I think just some consistency for you to be able to talk about your problems and not just dwell on them by yourself would be good. 
Absolutely. And uh, Antonio is Zeppas or a service for every season on Instagram there. And uh, yeah, nothing in life worth working on is easy. It's all difficult. And I think this conversation was a good one to have as well as a good positive spin on it that uh, Mike brought up there with mindset and just improving yourself and keeping that positive mindset to push through any struggles that you have. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today on this. Thank you so much for taking the time. And that's the end of the podcast. One last note, too. If you want to email me, it's cameramanmatt at paverfans.com. And uh, I'm I'm actually the guy behind the lens on the mic section. (laughs) I can't imagine the things you've seen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Reach out to these guests that have been on the show. It really shows them that you appreciate their time and what they put into this episode. And I would personally appreciate that as well. Share this if you found it helpful for whatever reason. I do want your feedback on this type of content, going through struggles and whatever it might be in your business. Did you relate to it? Did you find it helpful for whatever reason? I would really like some feedback on this. And if you need CFO services, accountants, bookkeepers that are specialized in the hardscape and landscape industry reach out to cycle cpa at cyclecpa.com and once again mention how to hardscape for 200 off and we look forward to meeting with you next week on the how to hardscape podcast how do i start my oh man oh man to... <coughs> just brain fart here guys brain fart okay can edit it all out, right? Yeah, yeah. Just Holy this, crap. Deal with this in post. It's fine. I, I haven't even had a beer yet today. What's going on? Uh, that's probably why. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> I've participated in the last 10 of these, and Mike has edited me out at all of them. <laughs> that's actually what's going on. <laughs>